Season two, Specificity right. Podcast. Um, joining me today, Tony Kimball, the host of Transforming Lives Podcast. You know, we usually start with the one thing good, one thing, uh, one thing bad, negative, positive. That's that balance. Uh, so, one thing good right now. Talk to the people. Talk to us. Yeah, life is changing. I guess that's a good thing, and I guess I will will follow up that. That is, uh, I wouldn't consider it a bad thing. It's just making those adjustments to those things that come out. Um, that you have to change or make adjustments to. And, um, you know, the bad thing per se. Yeah. Yes. It's, it, I think it falls into both categories because those adjustments, if you don't make the adjustments, things turn bad. So right. yeah, I think it kind of falls in both of those categories. So it's, I don't consider anything just, just absolutely bad right now. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's things that you're learning. So hmm. um, tell us something you've learned in the last one, two days, something that's, that's resonated with you. Uh, staying organized and making things simple, simple. <laughs> um, and uh, don't get um, frustrated or don't get frustrated with doing simple things. Uh, what's one thing that's resonated? Time management. If I'm sharing, frankly, time management, I, 30 minutes to an hour to an hour and 30. That's, that's a lot to do with. What are you yeah. doing with it? That's really progressing you in, in the next six to eight months. Yeah. Tomorrow, today, that's okay. What else are we able to do with that? How can we do two or three things with it? And sometimes be okay with that one and be intentional with that one. Right. Um, and just having that balance, writing things down. I mean, today's topic, the, the discreditation and sabotage blackmail leadership. It's, it's something I've come across inadvertently. Um, especially in the teacher field, I've seen it um, more managerial mm -hmm. uh, standpoints and within the community as well. It's whenever it's that the seek and that intent of that next step and to do more and to uplift, it's not always met. It is met with with positivity and, and gratefulness. And a lot of times it's almost like too good to be true. Like what's mm -hmm. what's going on with that? So I want you to first let's, let's get specific. What is a, a leader? What does that mean to you? Uh, I think a leader is a, a person with influence. Um, and, and that has evolved for me to, to that statement I just used. You know, I always thought there was a person with um, this significant power or position. But I don't think that's necessarily the case where you can have a, you can have a position, but not necessarily have the power or mm -hmm. the influence 
within the organization, within the group or whatever the case may be. So uh, I think I can I can just say, you know, leadership is influence. And the, the representation that you have, you know, the people can see your face to carry that representation. How would you how would you explain it to that five year old, to that four year old that that looks to you for that guidance? What would you tell them about the significance of what it means? Right. Be yourself. And I think many times you try to be someone else mm -hmm. and being someone else is a duplicate and you <laughs> have to be yourself and learn how to evolve in being yourself and, and be OK with uh, that that journey that you go through of, OK, here, here, I, you know, this is me and I feel like I want to do it this way. And sometimes this way may not be um, documented. It may be something new and you have to work yourself through it. So I, I think the statement is to be yourself. Mm. Now combine it all together. Combine the, the leader aspect of it, the representation you have of it. Why is that? Why is that needed? Why is that significant? Oh, it's definitely significant because if you don't, what happens is, um, brown or black uh, kid or whomever might go out and they get into positions. And if they don't understand, then they start to seek other things and seeking in such a way that may not be true to them. And you may go in and speak another language. And what I mean by speak another language is um, there are many times I'm surrounded by uh, different groups of people. And I'm going to be myself. Right. I'm going to be myself. I'm not going to I'm not going to be a carbon copy of how somebody else might lead. It's just it doesn't necessarily work out because if you're a carbon copy of them, then people don't see a new or they don't necessarily see what I call transformation or they're not able to see it because they're like, oh, here's a here's the same thing all over again. This person's mm -hmm. going to do this. So you have to bring this freshness, this newness, this different perspective to the table and be um, willing to stick, have, stick with it. Now, we spoke, um, I teach. Mm -hmm. um, and to my understanding, that last, like last conversation, you're a teacher as well. You're in the education field. Uh, right. when, when you step in that classroom, what type of, at first, uh, the pushback. But after that initial pushback of maybe survival instincts they have or um, trauma they faced, once they get past that and see you for the intent, what type of changes do you see around you and in those students and that youth? Right. So, you know, one of the things is, is for, for many, um, I, I consider myself a gap filler. There's okay. a gap that's there. So I'm a gap filler and I have to figure out necessarily how and then sometimes I might not be the gap filler. I may be the person that needs to stretch them. So finding those dynamics, uh, you know, sometimes it can happen um, early on, but then sometimes it happens a little later where I kind of figure out once that trust is built for yeah. the students. So when, when I go in, I want to make sure that uh, in many cases, because I go into math classrooms and, um, you know, I might be the only male black teacher, African-American educator that they have yeah. and probably would ever see again. So uh, 
I don't say like I don't I don't want to say I just take pride in it, but I understand the responsibility that I have when I go in that I'm trying to fill a gap and I'm trying to stretch as well. What can people expect from the responsibility that you spoke of? Right. You have to be a good steward of it. And what I mean by that is, is that sometimes you have to know, OK, the children and the adults and how to properly, properly manage that. Because if you manage it from a standpoint of, man, you know, I'm tired, I'm frustrated. Um, and I'm going to say you have, to, you have to practice it from a place of grace. Mm -hmm. And there are times where I'm always remembering, OK, I was not there. I was not there. I have to remind myself of, though I may have the tools or necessary things for them to, to, to grab a hold to, to move, to move forward. Each individual person is just different. So mm -hmm. that responsibility has to be um, held with, um, of course, with expectations, but um, knowing that is it's, it's a, it's, it's a, um, uh, what do I want to say? It's a it's it's joyful to have it at the end of the day, because then when you see a child grow, when you see a child have confidence, when you see a child with their head up, when yeah. you see a child do all of those things, that's the reward. Not necessarily what they scored and all that other stuff. But if you have a kid that lights up when you come into the classroom, that's a significance right there. I like the obstacles. Uh, what would I tell? I mean, to the same. 12 year old, 17 year old, five year old too. Uh, I would tell them, understand that it's a double standard you're going to face. Mm -hmm. You won't get the benefit of the doubt and have your, your paperwork and documentation in order. Right. You know, when you run your classroom or your events, or if you're a host, always act like and pretend and operate like you're being watched always. So that in the event they do, or when they do, you don't have to really adjust that much. You just continue what you've been doing. Right. Um, and, and understand that you are that one that they might ever have. Um, and that, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a reality that a lot of us face. And so you yeah. have to be really intentional with, you know, how you do things. Yeah. The, the intent might be there. The communication, the words, the verbiage, how you presented it might be there. Maybe you were a little too intense. And I'm not saying right or wrong. Just understand yeah. that this, this comes with it. Everything you do is going to be dissected. Yeah. So maybe you were a little too intense and your tone wasn't quite as nice as they would like. Well, if you want to use that tone, that's fine. Understand what comes with it. That's the goal for, for this conversation is if this is what you want and you feel this is necessary or maybe you've been chosen to do it and you really don't have that much of a choice. Understand this is what it comes with it. Why it's important. Yeah. Um, why we need you to do it and why we continue to do it each and every day. Um, the end goal for you, you talked about that glow, that um, seeing them overcome that obstacle, that learning. What's one thing that you recently you've seen that aha moment uh, in the youth where you want to share with us? Yeah. So um, just recently, I think maybe Friday, Thursday or Friday for a student to make the connection amongst a topic that we were covering. Where it wasn't so much that the topic was difficult. Um, the barrier was, you know, I'm, I'm always getting problems wrong. And, you know, missing a couple of problems, sometimes they think that that's the end of the world. 
But then just coming in, and as I stated earlier, being that gap filler and being where you observe, okay, this child has the potential to move forward. Now let me put some confidence in them by saying, hey, I'm proud of you. In most cases, children don't have those words spoken to them. Um, So simple things like, although it may seem, and be authentic with it too. So yeah. children, you know, they, they, they can see past uh, mm-hmm. the mask and if you're truly authentic with it. So, you know, necessarily my goal is when I, when I go into schools is to make sure that I have an impact on them. Um, it's like I was saying on Friday, just to see that child smile and answer out without me having to call on that particular person was, yeah, that, that that was a jewel for me. Give us a, like a mock example of how you would compliment or would, um, um, I guess you can say honor, honor the person. That's an appropriate word as well. You kind of give us some strategies you use that we can take away with. Right. So even, um, you know, in, you know, in education, we have, you know, sometimes they want us to do cold calls where, yeah. you know, typically you have one student's always have their hand up. You know, before I get started, I say this, you know, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to call on every student in the room by the time that the bell rings. Mm. That's my goal. And if I call on you and you don't feel less confident or you feel like you might be wrong, just tell me up front. Hey, Mr. Kimball, I'm not sure about this answer and I'll help you through it. So just letting them know of setting that expectation is let them know that I'm going to keep everybody accountable by justifying your answer. But then also, you know, once they're called on, then um, we have this moment where I, I'm, I'm not physically taking your hand, but I'm, all, I'm, I'm taking your hand and I'm saying to you, hey, you might not answer this correctly, but you're going to give me an answer and we're going to work through that. And I'm going to come back later. I'm going to ask you another question and allow you to answer it so that you're not waiting till you get on a test and you form this anxiety on the test because you're like, man, I can't do this. No, I need you to, I need you to have this confidence um, built or, you know, even the, the barrier is slightly moved out of the way, hmm. you know, we, we're going to do this today. And, um, you know, I'm not going to embarrass you, but we want to make sure that you get to, you know, it, it's almost like we're coaching, right? If, if a kid wants to go out there and shoot the ball, well, I don't want you to wait until the game to, to understand how it feels to be down by down by one. And you got two shots at the free throw line. No, that's what practice is for. So mm-hmm. that's that that's the um, a more concrete example. I'm, I'll even add some with it. Um, I mean, you, you made a great point that a lot of them don't get that voice at home, that reassuring that. You know, that's that's letting you know that what you're doing is correct. And so that's one thing I, I've indoctrinated within myself. When someone does something correctly to vocalize that, call their name out. I even did a little bit of reading recently where if you reaffirm and restate what they say using their name and then uh, giving an adjective to what they said, you know what? That was an excellent question. You know, thank you for asking it. Person's name. Um, did everybody hear that? Then you kind of bring more people into it. And then it's just making sure, you know, I like how you did this too. It's making sure you point those small things out because we know how society works with the negative, how right. fast this is wrong, how fast this is. You didn't do this correctly. You, you need more. You don't have enough. 
So retraining that mind on this is what we're doing right, using their names, looking at them, being, like you said, you know, authentic with it, um, and just being consistent, being unwavering with whatever you do in the classroom. And this is, okay, so this is where we get a little bit more um, realistic when it comes to the responsibilities. You know, a lot of us have been you know, assassinated, you know, character assassination tactics where things in the media are forged, um, bank statements are released that, are, that aren't correct. Uh, so the, the streams of revenue get cut down, slander campaigns, um, bomb threats to the home and to those close around. Uh, and we've even seen movies that have depicted it recently as well. Knowing this and what so many before us have faced and what is awaiting a lot of us too, that really seek consistently and on a systematic level to change things and to bring it back toward us when it comes to equity and economic power. Why do you, why do you continue to be that representation? Um, it's my responsibility. <laughs> uh, just point blank, it's my responsibility that, you know, when, when I think about um, people that have impacted my life, there were people that they didn't take a, a great risk, but they answered a problem. They were a solution to my problem. Mm -hmm. So I think it's appropriate for me to return that as well. Um, for those now, who don't know, what is that problem? That So at that particular time, it was just identity. Like, what do I do next? Am I, you know, um, am I called to this field of education? Am I uh, equipped to go out and educate a child? And for me, it was a moment where I had a, a professor to tell me, hey, you have all the tangibles that you need to go into the classroom. And it was not on... Um, you know, pedagogy and all that other, you know, all those other things that come along with being an educator. It was the, the intangibles and it makes sense now. It was when I heard it, what it did for me was it, uh, it allowed, it eased my anxiety at the time. But as you get older and you get more um, years behind you, experiences behind you, you really get the, the cusp of the, what the person was saying. So now I get it to where, it, it is important for you to know the pedagogy, to know the content, but it's another thing to weave through all of that and be able to inspire a child or an adult by your actions, uh, by your skill set. That that's another thing to inspire a person to 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 perform at an excellent level. The excellence is now their uh, their what they're shooting for, and not just. Or oh, just put this answer down. No, I want to make sure I, I, I provide this in, in a more excellent way. And then we'll, we'll, we'll add this with it. Why do you think, you know, the powers that be and why do you think they go the extra mile to get rid of, of people like you that that have that representation of more of um, being eloquent, you know, the, the excellence why do you think they went through such lengths to not only rid it, but to you know, drag down the image along with it at the same time? Right. So if you want to kill a move, if you want to destroy a moving movement or kill a movement, you kill the leader. So with that, if you want to, even in leadership where 
um, if someone is um, not as confident in themselves and something comes along that is confident, uh, what you try to do is you, you, you definitely try to sabotage that person or to to change the view of that person to everybody else. Like that that's an old tactic that has happened um, God for hundreds of years. If if I can break your hope or if I can um, dilute your expectations, I do it through what you see. So many times, if, if it, you know, even for assassinations, when you look through history, whenever a person is assassinated, what happens is it kills that group. of It, 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 it destroys the hope of that group of people. It destroys them to a point where they were following, goes back to the whole idea of leadership. Leadership is influence. Leadership is influence. So they no longer see this picture of hope. And they're like, no, what do I do now? Because when I looked at you, I was inspired. So if I, if something can 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 in any way um, destroy that picture, yeah, you you impact more by taking away one. Oh, I mean, essentially, right there. And this is a uh, something I've noticed is the leaders that have been put in front of us. It's been a consistent theme with them. Most times it's been the more violent, the, the murder theme. And what I'm seeing is to where just listening to the people talking and, and how they perceive it. It's to where when one comes out, it's got to be something wrong with them now. Right. It's almost like, well, we've seen what have happened to all of them. So one, I won't believe in you because something's going to happen to you or two, you aren't who you say you are. And we're going to find out later. So we'll just stick to something safe. And that's the entertainment. That's the music, because we know what that is. That's consistent. Right. One of you come around that's really dedicated. I mean, maybe one every 20, 15, 5, 10. It's not often. So before anything happens to you, we want nothing to do with you. We'll stick to something safe that I can believe in and that won't abandon me. That's one thing I've noticed has been a theme that the people feel abandoned by the leaders. Right. And right. <laughs> That's something to navigate too. Give me um a, a time you remember where your authority was. I'm not going to say sabotaged. Well, I'm going to say it, it was questioned to the point to where you knew that one, this is what you were supposed to be doing, and two, that this is just the reality of the game, and it is going to happen. What was that reaffirming moment for you? Yeah. So you know, I have the experience where um, a particular leader. Um, doing just just outlandish things like it was really just like I couldn't put it together on why that person was doing that. Um, but what I learned from it was was this: it was a moment where me myself I became more confident in what I was supposed to be doing, and I stopped focusing in on that leader and I started focusing more on my character. Hmm. So it was, it was actually a switch for me because sometimes when you begin to focus on the distraction, hmm. what happens is you go and you the distraction. And I, I made a post about this is nothing but to distract you um, and to 
to throw you off, to throw your focus off. That that is that yeah. is the essential thing to it. Like that that's what it is. So if you get to a point where you focus on, and especially if you're responsible for someone, if you yeah. start to focus on that distraction, what it does when you don't realize it is it takes you away from your responsibility. So then mm-hmm. you're fighting this, but you're not taking care of your responsibility. So yeah. it's 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 this demeanor, it's this posture that you have to have hmm. to be able to say, you know what, I recognize this. This is nothing more than <laughs> you trying to sabotage me. Right. So the best way, again, goes back, it's happened throughout history, is if I can sabotage the leader, hmm. now what happens is if I can show a flaw, which is crazy because everybody has flaws, hmm. but if I can show a flaw in your 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 leadership, then the the thought is that now I can I can pull away those that are following you. Yeah. So that that instance um, didn't feel good at the moment, but it taught me a valuable lesson moving forward. Man, don't focus in on because the thing is, you lose your character when you focus in on that. Yeah. Like you address it now. Now let me be clear: this is not to to take this. Um, this backseat approach, you address it, you address it in the most professional way, but it's, it's not worth your energy. Address it, move on, take care of your responsibilities. Oh, I remember um, I was a supervisor and and I noticed that, you know, the people that worked with me, because there was a supervisor, of course, before me. And when we worked together, it was no issues. Um, when the, some of the people was my supervisor in that same context, it was yeah. little to no issues. For whatever reason, when I stepped up to that responsibility, to that pedestal, it was a it was a resentment, I noticed, to where they were eager, and I use that word intentionally, eager to see me fail, for something yeah. to go awry, or right. for something to go wrong. And you see, that's why, and it, and it, <laughs> it was a little traumatizing for me because then, well, I'm used to, if that's the way that people want to treat this situation, you know, I'm still going to do my job. I'm just not going to be as as open. You know, I'm not going to be as communicative. I'm going to still do my job, treat you with love and respect and professionalism. It's, it's not the extra. We're going to trim the extra and commit to while we're here wholeheartedly. And then it, that started to have an effect on me to right. where it was a, a child care setting. Um, to where now my interactions with them is, is seeping into them. The interaction I'm, I'm having with you know, people who were under me at the time that I was responsible for was seep inadvertently through the, the children. And that was another thing I had to. What, what did I do? How did I resolve it? Um, I looked in the mirror and, and understood and realized and it was confirmed that people want you to fail. Yeah. It's a double standard. Yeah. People, other people can do it. You can't. And if you do do it, it's a problem and they're going to vocalize it and file paperwork on the problem if need be. Um, People are looking for things to use against you because they want to feel comfortable that they can control you. Right. Um, And you just have to be yourself and do your job. Operate like you're always being watched and be graceful. Be be graceful. It it is a, a difficult thing just to have a certain grace about you in that context, knowing that that's the reality that you got to remain unwavering internally while flexible at the same time. It's really a conundrum, but you'll, you'll find yeah. it. My, yeah. 
the goal is, I'm going to state it again, is to prepare you. We're, we're giving you what you're going to come across. Uh, so when it happens, you can use what I've said, what he's said, and then mold your own and tell the next person because they need yeah. you. This is every episode I ask the people. I ask, what do we need to you know, kind of counteract the things that's used to make us regress? It's like specifically the music um, and the intentional images we see. Um, the the pedigree that sports are held to versus a teacher or a scientist or someone that makes a scientific um, discoveries versus social contributions. Like who's doing things for us anatomically on a cellular level versus who scored a touchdown and got a new contract. It's just that prioritization of science versus emotion. Um, we've talked about using the church because they have a certain influence and have a certain stability. So work with the church and get people to vote. Um, listen to our people who are in, in legislative powers. Uh, we've talked about having um, uh, community events that are consistent every year because it shows stability. And then the kids you serve will eventually become adults and serve mm -hmm. the next kids, kids. Mm -hmm. And so what, how do you feel we can pull the youth or redirect rather? I know, I know you recognize that word, redirect. How do we redirect the children away from that? I know it's their choice, but what can we do? Redirect them away from the regression and toward the things that are a little bit more uh, stable, more consistent, more, more progressive and more positive for us as a whole and on a generational level. Right. So I'll go back to what I said earlier is to, and I'll dive a little deeper into, I said, be yourself. Yeah. So a thing that I've learned is if you try to um, put on multiple hats, you strain yourself. Mm. So what I've learned of myself is, is that I am an educator. I educate people and through the means of, you know, one of the things I feel like I'm responsible for is to talk about transformation. So how I think one thing is knowing yourself and what you're supposed to do and helping that person walk through that part of it. So, you know, I was recently in a um, not recently. I think it might have been four or five months. I was in a, um, I guess, a round table and the, 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 and we were talking about different aspects of how to help the community. And I'll speak, you know, ahead and just kind of what I got from it was, was this. We have to teach people how to be themselves and walk through that point of it. Because a lot of times we look at, well, we didn't come out of this meeting with anything mm -hmm. because everybody wants to be the number one. And everybody's not number one. Everyone is not that solid leader. Some people are and their responsibilities are to be the support of the leader and be OK with playing that role. So I think many times we try to 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 push that role to the side. But I think that's very important in, 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 in uh, us growing as a people, because we all want to be the number one and we're not. And then teaching people how to handle that part of it. Um, now, when it comes down to the, 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 the central point of your question, 
I, I think one thing is is to establish um, opportunities for children to have these conversations about I see this person that looks very successful mm-hmm. and I want to be like that person and be okay with letting that person express that child express themselves. Because again, when it comes back down to leadership, many times when we get there to leadership, we get pushed in the corner to be like this, but helping them shape and mold them to be able to, um, handle. So it could be just uh, small organizations where we're building children up instead of trying to look at it from a whole standpoint of looking at it from these 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 micro uh, mac- micro uh, standpoints. So it's not just meeting at the school and doing some homework. It's having true, authentic conversations about my dad was not there. What do I do now that my dad is not there? And I really don't know how to have this conversation with you. It's small things like that. I think is a start. And, and give us the, uh, the podcast to so give us the podcast one more time. My pat, my podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Transforming lives, uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Did that plug in <laughs> transforming live podcast. Yeah. Um, I think that was an excellent statement. You talked about giving that safe space, being able to communicate, uh, being able to reaffirm some things within yourself and also do away with some things as well. Um, I think representation too. I mean, looking at you, seeing people like us and people similar to where he looks similar to me. I like the way he's presenting himself. I'm learning that people want other people to emulate to follow within themselves. They want things to pull from. I like that quote he said, I'm gonna add that to my book. You know what I like? I like how that shirt fit on them. I'm gonna add that to mine in a different color. And so I'm learning just to be the representation, let people see you, which is why even this is the first live podcast. um, I had just some realizations within myself that it really doesn't matter what I want or what I need. It's just, I need to do my job. And then after the job is done, then I come back to me. Once it's conc- you know it's concluded, then I work on me. What do I need? How can I be better? But it's to be seen as much as possible in the right context, making sure we're uplifting, we're we're educating, we're teaching like we are now, sharing thought processes and how we cope with trauma, um, and and with issues. Um, you know, one of my coping strategies is a blank piece of paper and a pen. My favorite pen. I sign my name about ten times, fifteen times. You know, get a, get a certain feel to it, write down my strengths, my weaknesses, what I love about myself, what I, honestly what I don't love. And we just we just look at it. Third party. Um, I don't write I I write Omari. So that way it's not this I me attachment to it. Um, it's third person. I can look at it more objective. It, it aids with the objection of it. And it's, it's about having conversations like these uh, in my head. Um, the long term. So we have somewhere for this this conversation to be had. After that conversation, what type of changes are you, do you feel is going to be seen when it comes to maybe that teenager, then that young man, then their children? Yeah. So my, my interactions a lot at one particular time was a lot with uh, young men because I was a coach mm-hmm. and just getting them to paint 
of, of, of painting a picture for them to get them to understand that eventually one day you're going to become a father. Mm-hmm. And I rather you understand how to take on responsibilities than I for you to score a touchdown. <laughs> I'd rather that to happen more than anything because and it is funny. I'm, I'm I'm friends with several of those people on Facebook, and you know it's funny where they'll come back later and say, "Man, yeah, coach, uh, some of that stuff that you were talking about." And then as the person the person that's delivering the information is to be consistent with it okay. and not look at the current situation, but understand they're going to turn 24 and they're going to turn 30. Mm-hmm. So continue to push forward um, information in their head because they're not going to know what to do once they get out there. So mm-hmm. I think just setting, setting the example more than saying the example is important mm-hmm. that, yeah, just, I think more than anything um, that was a value for a lot of my young men was being at practice every day. Yeah. <laughs> they knew what was expected. Um, and then also in the classroom that I'm still going to expect the same thing out of you. This right. is not a, this is not a, um, a get free <laughs> card. So yeah, being consistent and, and setting an example before being the example. I need to write that down. Set an example before being an example. So that's the, that's the quote. <laughs> Set an example before saying the example. Mm. Um, if you were dying tomorrow, your last words to the people, to the community, to the youth, to the people that's listening. And years, decades from now, people that stumble across stumble across this episode and information. What's your what's your last words you would give to them? Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Um, It would be this. Transformation happens over time. Don't let a moment, don't let a month or year stop you from moving forward. Don't back up from being who you are. When you get frustrated, continue to move through. Um, If you feel like that you don't have anymore, you really do. Again, don't back up, continue to move forward. At the end of it is still another journey. You're not gonna stop this until your eyes close and no breath in your body. But until then, give your best, make adjustments, um, clear away voices, thoughts, that don't help you to move forward and people to cut them out. What would I tell the people? Oh, dying words. You see the examples. You, you, you see the examples and you hear the examples too. So shout out to the, uh, to the quote, be the example before saying the example, you see the examples, you hear the examples. Now what's the example you're, you're displaying. Somebody's looking at you for influence. No matter, it might be a child, it might be someone, somebody older than you. Somebody's looking at you for your leadership, whether you signed up for it or not. Somebody's looking at you for your guidance, for your representation, how you dress, how you walk. So be intentional with that. Understand that and and decide to do better for yourself, uh, to do better for those around you and do better for us as a unit. And shout out to that podcast one more time. 
What's Transforming Lives. Transforming right. Lives podcast. And shout out to Transforming Lives podcast. And with that, we thank you for joining us on Specificity. Thank you.